0: What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk. It may be Wednesday in some parts of the world, but where we are now, it is Tiger Talk Tuesday, and that means another installment. We are currently in Montana in... The north of the United States. It is about minus 15 degrees and freezing. I'm currently wearing one of those Eskimo hats, pulling it off pretty well, too, low key. And uh, yeah, we've been trying to snowboard, not very well, but um, anyway, this week we are talking to Jermaine Finlay, who is a holistic naturopath. I struggled to say that a few times in the episode, but I nailed it then, so uh, yeah, what up? Anyway, um, yeah, I was a little bit curious about all things in the pathology world, so um, let's get into the conversation with Jermaine. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. It's been um, really good just getting to know you the last kind of half hour. Yeah. I wish we had the podcast on the whole time, but <laughs> I'm sure, like you said, you've got plenty more stories in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just want you to firstly just context it and give us a bit of background on yourself and how you got to where you are now.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I've come from 15 years in hospitality and always saw myself owning my own restaurant one day. Um, And as a result, I kind of took myself to burnout point um, in that industry. And I eventually saw that I'm burning myself out for somebody else's profit. It's not giving me any gain um so at that point I had started my own fitness journey um and was quite enjoying it and I thought you know what maybe this is something I could do um did my personal training certificate and did my work experience in a gym and I just found it was very aesthetic and I felt I could help people um in another way um surprisingly in my first probably three weeks I had never heard of lap band surgery or Um, Gastric sleeve surgery or any of these bariatric weight loss surgeries that people have these days. And in my first week of work experience, I had three ladies on different occasions come in post surgery um, and they were just told, you know what, you've had the surgery, now you just need to tone up, start exercising. But some of these women can only consume as a meal, like a tablespoon of pureed food. So they were not consuming near enough energy and they were not being educated on that. So they'd step into a gym and you know, would come down to their knees to hold a plank for nearly five seconds and be in the toilet being sick. Um, and that scared me. Um, and I realised through that that there's a lot of people that need education. And I felt like a gym environment, I couldn't provide it to those people that needed it. Generally, the people in that environment are quite health conscious already. They have a little bit of research and um, understandings in their health. So,
0: I guess in society, though, there's a kind of... There's a mix on what a health education is. So what was it that led you down the naturopath?
1: Well, I thought at that point... Well, I created a hobby Instagram account and I called it Mind Food because I was a big believer... I was right into food, big foodie, hospitality background. Um, But I also believed that your mind has such an unbelievable control over the physical body. Um, And so I just created this little Instagram account and I was posting recipes and nutrition advice and that kind of thing and giving it to my members. Um, but, yeah, I thought there's something more I can do for the world and this isn't it. Maybe nutrition's my calling card. Um, and I started looking at doing a nutrition degree and somebody who I was working with who just finished a nutrition degree said if I were you, I'd look into Um If I could go back and turn back time, that's what I would have done. Um, without too much research into it, I just saw one of the unit guidelines and thought, you know what, got a bit of psychology in there, a bit of nutrition in there, this is me, I'm sold. Um,
0: something there vibed with you.
1: Yeah, instantly. And honestly, three and a half years later, i am um, still got a year to go and I'm thriving on it. I love it.
0: I guess um, something that we should probably touch on is if you were 12 years into a career in hospitality, to transition would have been hard and a lot of people that are looking to transition need to maybe get a real life example of how hard that would have been. Do you want to give us a bit of insight into how you transitioned from a full-time life in hospitality Mm. into a back into student life and now moving down the path that you are?
1: Well, it was very hard um, for many reasons. One being that I hadn't worked less than seven days for like about 10 plus years. Um, So going from that to nearly not being able to work because I had a full-time study load, That was a struggle. That was a really hard thing for me. Um, As well as that, um, the stress of hospitality brought me to a tipping point and it started to have consequences on my health. Um, The lack of sleep, um, stress in itself has so many impacting factors to health. Um, So then I felt like I'd enrolled in the school with all of these natural, healthy-looking people and I thought, do I even fit in here? Like, I feel a bit like an imposter Um, and then not only that, I, um, even though I was doing really well in school, I finished halfway through year 12 rather than graduating, um, and to work in hospitality, I was already managing a cafe by that point and I figured experience is worth more than a piece of paper and that's what I was going to do. Um, so I really felt like it was a big, whole new, scary environment for me, um, And it's still like, I still, I guess, I guess we all have our moments where we doubt ourselves. Um, But I've come to realise that for me to be a quality practitioner, I need to have my own story to share as well. And people can relate to that. If I was this person who had grown up on a farm and lived this organic life my whole life, then these people may come in and not share as much or open up as much because they just think you don't understand. This isn't your lifestyle. You don't get it um so i've i've now it took quite a while probably about a year or two to actually recognize that and think that is a strength that i can use you know like i've had these struggles and the people that are coming in to see me are going to be able to relate to that and open up to me so i can help them a little bit
0: better. 100 percent. i reckon <laughs> from my personal experience uh it's a lot easier to resonate with someone that is has come from a similar kind of Mm. background and has experienced similar things because quite often when you see uh see or witness someone doing something great you immediately just assume that they've just had this like really fluid path into where they are now but to actually have a story and one that resonates with people it's so much easier to connect with them hundred um, percent. Now, just talk us through the path of your course. So, you—it's a four-year degree. Yeah, Three yep. years down. What's your journey like? Been um, like through there?
1: It has been incredible. There's not been a dull moment, and I 100% feel that I sh- this is my path, not nutrition. Um, between each unit, you have about six units each semester that you do, and not one of them is the same. Um, and now I'm starting to appreciate it more now that I'm getting into third and fourth year where it's now the puzzle pieces are starting to connect whereas initially I might walk into the semester and I might be doing um, a psychology unit, I might be doing a nutrition unit, I might be doing a herbal medicine unit and then I might be doing a botany unit where I'm actually making balms and moisturisers and creams with these herbal infused oils and things like that. Um, So it's not there's not a moment where you think, oh, this is such a drag and it's so repetitive because there is no aspect of it that's repetitive at all. Um, And in the first two years, it was really hard because, you know, you're doing all these different units. When, When you go to sit down and study, you think, I can't kind of use things from other units to make it easier to study. You've got these six different completely contrasted things that you've got to try and learn and get under your belt in the semester. Whereas now it all gels like when you look at the human body and the human condition you can see where everything leading up has its place and you know someone might be coming to you um with just a lot of self-talk chatter and they just can't get on top of it and stuff and then you can instantly think okay I can see a little bit of hormonal stuff that's going on and then anything where you've got that mental talk going on you've got to have a look at the proteins and the diet and you know their protein intake um and you start to see how the nutrition can relate to the chemicals that are within the body and how it all functions together and it's getting easier like the last year and a half has just been super easy and super exciting and I mean don't get me wrong challenging but I absolutely love it
0: it's amazing um just how life just has a way of giving you a call towards like yeah and probably the irony in it being like a naturopathy course as well um now like you are saying you're a bit more experienced and you've got a bit more knowledge and just like talking to people you can hear and um from the professional point of view that they've got things going wrong mm. how do you uh I know before you were talking about how uh when you walk into a supermarket now you mm. realize all the things that are going wrong and and how society is affected directly by that talk us through that process of Of getting to that point and how you feel when you walk into a supermarket and you know that the food that they're selling on the shelf is directly a a result of like other things that are going wrong in society and um yeah just a bit more insight into like that naturopathy uh, mindset when you like just with everyday life
1: sure um now nah, don't get me wrong naturopathy is amazing um but there are some days where i just think maybe ignorance is bliss and maybe i don't want to learn all of this <laughs> because it is the more you learn the more you see the things in a society overwhelming that are, it, it is overwhelming um i mean you look at the prevalence of obesity and and then you start to think why you know it can't just be this calories in calories out concept there's got to be a lot more to it it's an epidemic um and then you look at these other conditions women's conditions that they're starting to go through um endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome and you just think what is going on in our society for this to become so prevalent um and all of the diseases i mean back you know 50 plus years ago people died from viral infection um and you know inadequate sources to refrigerate or store things and and you know inadequate nutrients and that kind of thing whereas now nearly every chronic disease that we currently suffer whether it's cardiovascular disease or cancer or diabetes it's all diet related it's all diet and lifestyle related um and when you're saying about the supermarket it's for me you know I see these politicians and these policymakers on television saying that it's such a crisis and it's such an epidemic and we need to do what we can to fix it but the answer just seems so logical when you walk into a a supermarket and you know, you don't just go to an, when I first became a personal trainer, I used to say to my clients to eat healthy, just go around the outskirts of the supermarket. Don't go down the aisles. (laughs) Don't go into the guts. Yeah, (laughs) because you've got your fruits, your vegetables, your meats, your dairy, the main things that you need. And then you work your way back around, pay and walk out. But now it's not that easy. Like there is Um, confectionery at any vulnerable place you know you're about to pay for your groceries and then you see a block of chocolate there like a family-sized block for four dollars and you think well you know that small chocolate's three dollars I might grab myself a block of chocolate when you would not have even considered getting chocolate in the first place when you walked in and you know for me it just seems logical that why not put um, regulations around marketing And so people can make an intended decision to walk down those aisles and make those purchases if need be, rather than purchase it under impulse and vulnerability. And that in itself would make a big change. Um, So there are so many things like that where you see these conditions that I spoke about earlier with PCOS and diabetes, they're all insulin-driven diseases, and those diseases occur from glucose in our blood. And that's the sugars and everything can... The problem is people aren't eating real food anymore they are eating product with a barcode that is marketed as food but essentially anything where man has grabbed it and manipulated it in any form it's less of a food than anything and these chronic diseases started about 50 years ago when they first designed the food pyramid and you have a look at the food pyramid it has started to slowly change but you know there are things (coughs) like in the grains hold the grain and cereal section hold the most predominant portion of the pyramid and then they've got pictures in the diagram of things like crumpets and and things like that and you think where does that fit into a healthy pyramid Um, and all these foods breads and that kind of thing that have been fortified with vitamins and minerals and that kind of thing hold a predominant place because apparently we're going to become deficient in these vitamins if we don't eat those foods but nature provides everything that we need if you go back to eating real food as it's grown from the earth and is intended for us you know those hunger mechanisms you become full from eating because your body has received the nutrients that it needs the fiber that it needs the energy that it needs and it says okay great like i'm completed you can stop eating now because i'm i'm sufficient whereas when you're eating stuff out of a packet it still hasn't received all the nutrients that it requires it still needs more even though you're eating energy dense food your body's not recognizing that it's had enough yet because there's still vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients that it still requires so it will say i'm hungry still i still need more food like give me more food you haven't satisfied me yet and that's where we've got all these compulsive eating problems that you see in society and then that's where it goes beyond the calories in calories out because as soon as you start eating these kinds of foods you get your blood sugars start going on this roller coaster and then your hormones start to go out of play and you just have this whole metabolic picture that starts to happen and weight starts going on and then all the risk factors that come along with it. So people then start having heart issues and hypertension. And for me, I have not, not anything against conventional medicine. I think there's a part for the both of us, um, natural therapies and conventional medicine. Obviously, if you break an arm, you're not going to go see a naturopath. Um, but I do feel like a lot of medication have, has become overly prescribed unnecessarily and unfortunately because that um, philosophy of that particular um, that particular realm look at the body in a mechanis- mechanistic way so um, it's, it's not a mechanistic thing at all you've got hormones coming from all aspects and different systems that shuttle through to the brain and the reproductive system and the whole body works in synergy um, and the way we have begun to look at it is in its isolated component so if you get a symptom you look at that symptom and they treat that symptom, but then that particular medication has a knock-on effect. For example, the contraceptive pill that nearly every woman is now taking, um, a common side effect of that is depression. And then those women get put on antidepressants, and then a common side effect of that is um, cholesterol issues. So then they get put on statin medications, and the side effect of that is blood sugar issues and then eventually they're on diabetic medication and when you stand back and look at this person
0: just goes on and on yeah, and on and now it?
1: all of a sudden this person is overweight depressed got diabetes got high cholesterol they're the perfect picture of metabolic syndrome and when you look at the people walking around the supermarkets and the streets it is about just under 70% of the population
0: yeah it's it's it's, it's kind of saddening isn't it especially it is. when you know and it's probably a lot easier to say than Than to do, but it it just comes down to going back to the basics and being simple, like you were saying. In the old days, it just used to be like you eat what grows in the ground. Mm. There's no chemicals involved. It's just what you what we grow, we eat, and we eat it like as fresh and as raw and as close to its natural state as possible. I think the big thing as well, like we've spoken a lot about nutrition, but in terms of the mindset of the of the naturopathic, I'm still struggling to say it way, but um, is the mindfulness. You spoke a lot about that. Do you want to shed some light on that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So mindfulness is a big thing, um, and that's why I started that Instagram page before I even understood what this thing was. And you do see um, the effects of it. You know, there's things like that book, The Secret, and people have gotten on this whole wave of manifesting and that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, whether you believe it or not, but it is an extremely powerful thing um and I think we live in such a fast-paced world now where people kind of lose sense of their mindfulness um, so you know you've got there's this way that the body works with your nervous system and you've got your fight or flight response or your rest and digest um, so back in the day when we we're caveman, um you'd be in rest and digest lazing in the sun on the rock and you know doing what you do with the family a uh, saber tiger comes or something comes and you go into that fight-or-flight response. And essentially what that nervous system response is, is it shunts all the blood and energy out to your peripheries. So you've got energy in your hands. So you, if you need to fight off a bear or, you know, you've got your muscles and your strength at your disposal, um, it goes to your brain so you can think quick. Your eyes dilate so you've got clear vision. Your heart starts pulping to pump the blood around to those external extremities so you can get out of danger essentially and that's why, you know, every now and then in the news, the news you hear these freak things, how people picked up a car off a child or something like that. And that is that get out of danger response that the body has. Um, and then naturally, like, so basically all that energy is being taken away from the internal structure and gets sent out to the peripheries. And when you're in rest and digest, all of that energy comes back in and it nourishes your internal organs and supports your liver function and your digestive system. Um, so a really good um, way, I guess, I guess a story that shows the significance of that mindfulness is um, eating. Like a lot of people, we live in a fast paced world. They might grab a bagel or a muffin on the way to work while they're driving to work or whatnot. Um, and, you know, if you think about driving, you have to be alert. You know, something could be coming from one direction or another direction. You might have to brake. You might have to accelerate. There's so many different things that you've got to think about that your body is in that semi flighty response so if you're eating while you're driving there's no energy in your digestive system that is going to be breaking down the foods that you're eating Um, so this story that I first learned in my first year um, and it's just stuck with me because it's just such a powerful story but this guy was very very sick his GP said he needed to do something about his weight he was obese um, with a lot of health risk factors his wife dragged him along to a naturopath and against his will he sat there for the session and he walked in and said to the naturopath I don't want to be here I know what you're going to tell me I need to change my diet I don't want to do it I'm only here because my wife made me um the naturopath said to him well you're paying for an hour so let's just talk for an hour like let me know a little bit about you and where you what you think about your health he walked out of the session and the naturopath said to him look there's just one thing I want you to do this guy initially said you know um um i'm in the corporate world i'm always in the car i've got to do like most of my calls in the car on the run and this kind of thing um so his diet consisted of about five burgers on the way to work in the car while he's making his conference calls and then he'd call in grab a coffee and a muffin and it was just an on the road kind of lifestyle um so this naturopath the only advice he said was i'm not going to tell you to stop eating any of that because you're not you're not going to do it anyway um, just do one thing for me and when you order your food or you go through your drive-thru, you get your food, just pull over somewhere nice, like whether it's just at a lookout or just somewhere near a park or something like that and sit and eat your burgers, whether it's five burgers, two burgers, ten burgers, whatever. Like just sit, pull over, sit and enjoy them. Um, Didn't know if he was going to see this guy come back again. He thought, I don't know if this is, that you know, he's been or gone. Or Um, The guy came back two weeks later and said, I don't know what you did. But just from pulling over on the side of the road, I can't physically eat that amount. I don't know how I've ever been able to consume that amount. I had two burgers (laughs) and I was busting at the seams. I felt ill and I couldn't eat anymore. Um, And it was because he was digesting his food for the first time He stopped and
0: thought about it. His body had time to process it. His
1: body was like, oh my God, there's food in the system. Whereas in any other circumstance, it would have just sat in his belly and he would have experienced bloating and discomfort and gas and wind and all of these things that so many people in our society today live with like they are uncomfortable from all these foods that they eat um and a big thing from that like you look at there's all this focus on how healthy the Mediterranean diet is or the French paradox where people smoke and eat croissants and you know drink wine but they're the most healthiest of populations and you think well why what makes it so but look at the way they eat so they don't eat in isolation like we do they eat as a big family and they talk and they share it's an every dining experience is an occasion and just that in itself those feelings and those endorphins that change while you know you're interacting with people and sharing food and you know giving and receiving and all of that all in one it just helps the body work the way it was always designed to work it's almost
0: what it was created for as well is that actually being uh like going back to nature and um Just taking the time to enjoy what nature has provided. Yeah, the body appreciates that in a way, and then that because in France, from my experience, everyone—it is an occasion. Everyone's together. everyone's happy. Food is like the highlight of the day, and that's kind of lost in Western society. And with your story as well. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, I did want to. Kind of get some insight as well into how they teach the course because I know from my experience with university uh, in a commerce degree it was very like this, read this book and that this is why it's like that. But I'm curious with such a mindful uh, learning experience, uh, surely there must be some practical yeah. kind of component. And I know you've already had some experience with something from your course. Uh, evolving into something in real life as well with your the story you told about your dad and the story with the, yeah. your friend that you created a course.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, so, um, um, all right, so where to start with that? So the way, the structure of the course. Um, from a few girls that have actually done degrees before coming into this course, um, they have explained to me that it is great because it is a college rather than a university. You don't get lost in a sea of numbers in a lecture room. Um, there's probably maybe 15 to 20 of us in a class, sometimes even eight. Um, so it's really quite intimate and interactive. If you get lost or if you don't understand things or if you've got a story to share, um, a lot of people come from their own health journey and they have their experiences. Um, there's a lot of discussions in that as well, which just makes it so much more, um, you know, you engage and you you find out, like, these are the people that you're going to be experiencing life with when you become a practitioner and, um, and so it's very good in that sense that you, you understand what you're learning because they have the time to give to you on that personal level. Um, from that, like there's a lot of it. You start off... Um, it is very science-based as well. So initially, naturopathy didn't used to be very as much science-based when it was in its diploma form. Um, with registrations and things now, it does need to come up to that university level. Um, so now they are only um, teaching naturopathy in a bachelor level. It's considered a bachelor in health science um so a lot of people i still feel think oh you know a naturopath that's iridology and palm cards yeah, and so witchcraft and whatever they that's do that's it
0: that's changing that uh, the way it's accepted and yeah. the way it's thought of because it is it is that like airy fairy kind of
1: but it's not like and i've got a great story to bounce off of that as well um but yeah so that's it's, the
0: stereotype with it's it is very it?
1: much so yeah and um and You know, we do still need to keep to our traditional ways as well. That's where the herbal medicine comes into a big focus. But people need to understand that for us to be able to um, prescribe natural medicine, we have to understand conventional medicine as well. You need to understand the chemistry and the biochemistry biomechanics of what's going on in the body you have to understand the pharmacology of these synthetic medications that are being prescribed or these conventional medications that are being prescribed so that you know that what you're prescribing isn't going to have any interactions. so there are particular units a unit that I nearly pulled my hair out in last semester was um, herbal pharmacology and pharmacognosy and that was literally just drawing you know how you see all these science pictures of like different molecules and what they look like the whole semester was drawing molecules and understanding what they did. I didn't uh, sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, so it's it is it does get down to that level, um, and understanding the mechanics and the chemistry and the yeah, chemical well, level of all of this kind of to stuff. To
0: be a practitioner, you need to have a deep understanding yeah. of it, I guess. And if it is proven by science now, then in, I yeah. guess there are some fundamentals.
1: Exactly, um, and that's the thing. Uh, naturopathy is evidence-based medicine as well, so, um. That's where there is a lot of debate because a lot of um, traditional naturopaths don't want to lose our tradition. Because um, at the end of the day, when you're relying on nature and an individual, and for our philosophy that you know each person is unique and you treat the person, not the symptom, for that philosophy to stand, sometimes you can't put it down into an evidence based model. For example, um, the best form of um, Scientific research is a um, double-blind, case-controlled study. Um, But sometimes, because people have experienced different experiences and different exposures and different tolerances and, um, you know, different genetic predisposition, there's just so many factors that some things aren't always replicable. Um, And homeopathy is another form of natural medicine where that is a very energetic form of medicine, but a very powerful form of medicine. And unfortunately, because it is that energetic based you can't replicate that in literature as such um, but this is where I was going with that great story that I had for you right <laughs> so um, when I first started studying this degree I I thought you know what I'm currently working in hospitality if I'm going to do this degree I need to put myself in a job that's in line with where I'm currently going so I went around to all the naturopaths in Mandra and took my resume and said, look, I've got no experience, but this is what I'm passionate in. I want to learn and I want to be in this industry. Um, I hadn't heard back from any of them. My dad at that point, um, two years prior, had a motorbike accident in Africa um, and it, there was not a piece of his bike that remained bigger than this microphone. Like It was a very gnarly accident. And um, he, as a result of that, his body was just breaking down and deteriorating. Um, his pathology kept showing there was proteins in his blood, but doctors couldn't figure out what it was. So for about two solid years, he was on multiple prescriptions for antibiotics, um, steroid treatment, um, and things just kept coming up that no one could explain. Like he kept having these like scabby lesions come up on his legs. And he got to a point where he was in so much pain that he couldn't leave the couch, but he couldn't even sit on the couch. He had to lie with half of his body on the couch and half of it off because that was the only position that he could not experience as much pain. Yeah. And I was panicking. Like I had said to him, Dad, you've been on... Because steroid treatment is an immune suppressant, right? They give it to people with autoimmune conditions to suppress the immune... Um, so he had been on all of these antibiotics and all of these steroid medications so if he got a cold or a flu it could potentially kill him like he had no defense left in his so body hectic. and i said to him you need to go see a naturopath because whatever you're currently doing and have been doing is not working um and he was the sort of person that naturopaths or witch doctors yeah. don't trust him <laughs> so i dragged him along to this naturopath um so you already
0: were a little bit informed about like a yeah. alternative form of curing it
1: um, t- to an extent, I just started my degree, so I didn't know like what I know now, the depth of it. Um, but he went in and he said, um, "Are you going to look into your magic ball and tell me what's <laughs> wrong with me?" And you know that's how ignorant he was. And she looked at his symptom picture, and because when as a naturopath, when you go into a consultation, it's not like going to a GP where you get your ten fifteen minutes. We generally an hour, hour and a half. Um, sometimes two hours, and we go right down to the nitty-gritty, like down to, well, your natural birth, the cesarean birth, when was the last time you left the country, Um, you know, did you experience eczema as a child, like we go down to everything because there's an underlying cause. Um, And from his symptom picture, she also looked at his pathology results and within that first session, she said, you have Barma Forest virus Um, and she gave him, she's a homeopath as well, um, gave him a homeopathic remedy which homeopathics are essentially the cause of the illness. Um, They use that cause and dilute it down to a point where it's below its molecular um, being kind of thing. So it becomes so diluted that there's nothing left in it. It's just the energetics of it, basically. Um, She gave that to him. He didn't know what homeopathy was. He just thought he just got these medications and, okay, great... For the first time in two years within that week he was running backwards upstairs he had his life back and he prior to that he was getting to the point he had severe depression because people kept saying you know rod you're just getting old you've been a plumber your whole life you've had a motorbike accident basically you're just being a sook there's nothing wrong with you doctors couldn't find anything so they were essentially saying there's nothing wrong with you and he started thinking like surely there's like some there's something wrong it with me be, yeah. and so he thought he was going crazy he was getting depressed and this lady listened to him validated what he was saying and I think validation is a massive thing in someone's healing journey is just to be heard and you know this is what I, like nobody knows what you're experiencing except for yourself you know that something's not right you've lived you've lived 60 years knowing what right felt like for him and something wasn't right She listened to him, um, prescribed him this medication, and it worked. And ever since then, he was converted. He never goes to the doctors anymore, unless, like, he needs to. Like I said, there's there's a place. There's times and needs. Yeah. Um, And then, funnily enough, that's where I got into my first career in naturopathy because. As he was leaving, she said, oh, your daughter's Jermaine Finlay. Send her on in here to see me. And um, and that's when, yeah. Funny how things work yeah, out. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so
0: just transitioning now into more of a practical way to go about it. I know you've got a little program up and running. Yeah. Do you want to give us some insight into that and yeah. where people can go to for that?
1: For sure. So um, my when I finish this degree, I'm very interested in um, metabolic conditions and hormonal conditions. Um purely because I think they are the drivers of a lot of the sickness that we have um, in society today. So these are things like diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, endometriosis, a lot of conditions that women are going through, but obesity and those related issues as well. Um, at the moment, not quite being qualified to practice medicine in that sense around it. Um, I'm a personal trainer and I'm very well versed in nutrition and I've done weight loss consulting courses. So I thought, you know what? I want to start helping people now. I need to um, develop something where I can start working with these people on this level. So I am in the process, it will be launching in the next month or so, of um, developing a weight loss program, um, but not like any other weight loss program. I myself have been a sucker for, you know, finding these eight-week challenges or 12-week challenges online and downloading the PDF and getting super excited and doing maybe two to five days tops and then it just kind of getting lost and never touched again. Um, And I do feel like, as I mentioned earlier, weight loss is far beyond just the energy in, energy out concept anymore. It's no longer like that. There are particular things where these products that are marketed as food, which is the predominant diet that we have these days, are disrupting the hormonal balance within our body. Um, And so yes, we need to cut down on the energy intake which is our calories um and we need to kind of be mindful of what we eat but we just need to get right back to the basics and eat real food um there's so many different diets and people are confused because you know there's the keto diet the paleo diet but then someone else says the well, paleo diet's really bad for you and you need to do this and you need to have carbohydrates but carbohydrates are bad and yeah, just tell me what's wrong it is just right. <laughs> so overwhelming um and my concept is there's no rules to nutrition when you eat food like real food that doesn't have a barcode or come out of a packet because if you're eating real food you don't need to count calories your body is going to get the fiber that's going to fill you up until you're full um so again back to the chemical foods that we are actually consuming in most of our diet they have these effects on our insulin levels and on our gut bacteria um and, like, this is a little bit of a sciencey, nerdy kind of thing, but they've seen in obese people that the predominant bacteria in their gut is this bacteria called Firmicutes. Um, and there has been research where they've taken the faeces from somebody's body, um, so the poo from a fat man, and put it into a skinny person to change their intestinal um, bacteria and their microflora, and that person has gained weight. Um, right. Yeah, and so the microbiome is a whole other story that could do a podcast in itself. (laughs) um, So then there's that factor of obesity and then there's also the factor of the hormone imbalance and there's so many synthetic estrogens in our society at the moment. I mean, one thing that a lot of people don't see is that every woman pretty much is taking the oral contraceptive pill and they need to pee daily and that needs to go somewhere and those synthetic hormones are going into our waterways. And filtration doesn't break that down. So that's being recycled back. And we're receiving these. doesn't even matter if you're not on the pill. You're getting this hormonal intake. And then, you know, um, in plastics and the chemicals that are in your cosmetics, for women in particular, these conditions are bad because we put makeup on every day and we put perfume on and we put fake tan on and we put all this stuff to our skin. And our skin is the biggest organ in our body. And a lot of these chemicals mimic estrogen in the body and they go and sit on that estrogen receptor and tell the body that we've got lots and lots of estrogen happening. Um, And as a result of this, you know, you have these conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome where the hormones are so erratic that women have male growth patterns, you know. They're getting um, facial hair and they're really muscular build and acne and they're testosterone-driven. And then you've got other women who have endometriosis (coughs) Um, which is a debilitate a debilitating condition for many women, um, and that is an estrogen dominance. So it's
0: all funny. of these
1: things, like back to my, sorry. <laughs> I was just
0: going to say, so, that so yeah, so you I think you're going to loop back into it now. Yeah, that, so then
1: back into the program, like with all of this in mind, we've got to remove weight loss from the factor of being calories in, calories out, because when you look at it in that view people go to the if it fits your macros kind of mindset where you know i can eat chocolate because i'm still under my 1400 calories for the day or and it's not that's not improving health because even though you're eating a smaller amount the effect that that has on your blood sugar and effectively your hormones um changes your storage patterns for your um for the energy that's coming in um So this program, back to the program, um, it's going to be based over eight weeks and rather than um, getting, you know, your pack and then falling off the bandwagon after you get sick of it, it's only released on a week-to-week basis. So you have to do each week and complete each week prior to commencing the next. If you want to take a couple of weeks to do one unit, if you're a mum or, you you know, you're busy, absolutely fine, take it at your own pace. Um, But within each week, you receive an information pack um, and they're all going to be topic specific to each phase. Um, so one might look at you know fad diets and it'll go through the research but in everyday terms to say is a very low calorie diet effective or is a high fat diet effective and then bring it back into how you make it work for you because it's there's no one rule no one diet is going to work for everybody Um, and so there's an educational component you get that little book so you learn little tidbits along the way there's a nutrition component um, and they might start on, you know, daily non-negotiables just to kind of start changing those habits because there's no point taking on a diet. Or for me, I see diet, the first three letters is die. Mm. So instantly your body is going to go, hell nah, I'm yeah. not doing that. <laughs> and it's true whenever we start thinking about diets, for some reason your body starts craving these things that it's never craved before because it's told it's not allowed to have it. Yeah. Um, so the nutrition focus is really going to hone in on... Um, that education platform first and making small little changes to habits and then by about the fourth week once there are some new habits in place and a new understanding for what food is and hopefully new food in the pantries and the fridges and um, after receiving a few recipes and a few inspirations on what to do with it then we can start building in things like meal plans in the final four weeks of it as well sample meal plans to give people ideas to you know, how to make it sustainable, make it sustainable yeah. yeah. And then there's the exercise component. I am a personal trainer. It is a holistic thing. So um, again, finding exercise that works for you. I'm never going to prescribe a gym program to everybody because some people hate the gym. Some people like uh, dancing or hiking. Um, any form of movement, if you enjoy it, you're going to stick it out and you're going to do it. And you're going to make it a lifestyle practice. So the first four weeks will be kind of determining what that is for you and then... Following on from that, again, there's program options if people want to try it and, you know, options to do at home and that kind of thing as well. Um, so that's going to be formulated into an eight-week program um, where there will also be um, over-the-phone coaching as well, um, a platform where people can have Q&A and they are only within that platform um, with people who are in that current intake as well so people experiencing the same journey. Um, you know, they can share their own recipe ideas or things that they're struggling with and have that community aspect Um, And then as well as that, um, there will be weekly Zoom calls as well where I can kind of interact with everybody and they have the opportunity to, you know, ask me questions or, you know, let me know if there's something they didn't quite understand as well. Um, Because at the end of the day, it needs to be holistic and it needs to be education-based. One of the philosophies um, of naturopathy is doctor as teacher. Um, And, you know, you can't just say to somebody, oh, okay, here's this tablet, walk away that that's all that'll make you feel better or you know here's this exercise program go and do this or here's your meal plan go and do this because if they don't understand why they're doing it if they don't have their why which is their driving force then it's not going to be sustainable they'll do it for a period of time and forget why they're doing it lose sight of their goals and they'll start on the next thing
0: yeah and it's all about making it sustainable isn't it exactly right yeah i I love the how you're going to be incorporating your personal trainer aspect of it with the with the naturopathetic... Naturopathy. <laughs> naturopathy. Naturopathy, yeah. naturopathy theory and yep. that like every, treating everybody's journey individually yeah. and also providing that community as well is super powerful as well, like yeah. making it an environment where they feel like they're a part of like sim- people going through a similar journey as well, which yeah. is cool. Um, Whereabouts can people go to just like maybe hear more or like just engage with your community?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I've got a website. um, It's called lifeofmine.com.au. And just as it is, like my concept is we're all individuals. It's my life, life of mine. Um, So that's an easy way to remember it. And on there you'll find I post blogs, I post recipes and that kind of thing. That's where I will be popping up my portal where you can enter in your details if you are interested in this program. Um as I said it's still in the launching process at the moment, but we're gathering um interest so then as soon as we've got it launched we can get those people in. Um I can get in contact with them and have that chat to them about you know how it's going to work and benefit them and that kind of thing as well. Um otherwise if you're not too tech savvy or aren't on the internet or whatnot, most people have Facebook. Um Mind Food with an underscore at the end is my Instagram and Facebook tag. Um, and that essentially is just little tidbits of information that I kind of feel are small but powerful in implementing change for people as well.
0: Uh, Well thanks for spreading the love and spreading the awareness of just the natural way and everybody's journey being special and uh, the more healthy messages that are out there and the more people spreading that Mm -hmm. alternative and basic uh, going back to the basics kind of mindset and philosophy i think the better so yeah
1: for sure
0: thanks for the chat jermaine no
1: worries thanks for having me here
0: we'll have to have another one soon yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right that's a wrap for today folks hope you uh, got a lot out of that one as always hope the podcast is just the start of the conversation so if there's any thoughts or opinions or ideas that you have from what we spoke about in the podcast and feel free to shoot through a message you can get in touch with me via instagram facebook or email i'll chuck all the links in the show notes so yeah until next week keep spreading those cosmic vibes i'll speak to you then peace